All right, let's pray. Father, we ask that we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every earth can be you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Utterances and revelation in the leading of the Spirit. And, um, I think this is the second section. This second section. Third section. Oh. So, uh, so we, we, we have um, quite, quite some few things to study. Like we normally start, John 8 verse 12, let's go there. I, I just like that scripture and I feel like uh, we should always go to that place as a point of reference for us. John 8 verse 12, utterances and revelations in the leading of the Spirit. John 8 12, it says, then speak Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of, the li of life. If you are following our news, we wrote something last week. We said, we titled it Voices in Our Heads. And one of the things we said in that place was um, avoiding the spectacular. Not that the spectacular is not necessary, but avoiding the spectacular. Because a lot of people base, and we saw in that First Kings 19, we saw in First Kings 19, where it says, let's go there, First Kings 19, where it says that... Uh, I trust God, like, like I said, that in this series, a lot of us will be able to will be able to see the simplicity in the leading of the Spirit, that to follow God uh, or to follow His leading is not as difficult as, or to hear God's voice, let's use that word, is not as difficult as a lot of people have, 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 have tended to be. So we, we, there's a simplicity to the voice, there's a simplicity to the voice, and we, we look look at it in first Kings 19. Verse, let's start from verse 11. First Kings 19 11 says, Go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire was a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it. So it shows to us that a lot of people are looking for the spectacular. Spectacular would mean you want to hear my son, my son, my daughter, my daughter. Now pack your bag and follow me. And don't know that he's just talking to you just through, uh, just, you know, the, the leading, the, this, 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 this is how I was taught, right? That God talks to you very simple. As clear as you are hearing me now, that is how he talks to you. His leading is very simple. You hear his voice as clear as you are hearing me. So anything that comes as a complication to the simplicity of God's voice cannot be the leading of the Spirit. I'll say it again. Anything that comes as a complication to the leading of God's spirit cannot be his leading because God is simple. He talks to you even clearer than I'm speaking. 
If he is this, he is that clear. He talks to you clearer than I'm even speaking to you. But you'll be wondering, okay, how do you hear his voice? Obviously, you, where is his spirit? Amen. Where is his spirit? Amen. That answers the question. So he's going to talk in you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to speak just like I'm talking also. He's going to use men to talk to you too. And that's why we are studying utterances and revelations in the leading of the spirit. So yes, you are going to receive his leading. You are going to hear his voice from within. But he's also going to speak to you from men. Utterances, revelations, visions, dreams, uh, prophecies, tongues and interpretation. He's going to talk to you through that through those mediums. And that's why we are studying it. So back to our John 8 verse 12, it says, He that followeth me would not walk in darkness, but shall do what? Have the light of life. So that shows the light of life is only available for those who have believed the gospel. And thank God we have believed the gospel. Hallelujah. So we have believed the gospel. The light of life is available to us. Say the light of life. The light of life. The light of life 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 is available to me. So the light of life is available to a man who has believed the gospel. So as a believer, you cannot be in confusion. You can't be in darkness. I said it I said it like when you see complications in the leading of God's spirit, it's obviously not God speaking. Because God's voice, God's leading, God's utterance is simple. It is very clear. It is not ambiguous. I just get to what I'm saying. I'll say it again. God's voice, God's leading, God's direction is very simple. It is not ambiguous. It is not because it is as simple as I'm talking to you. It is as simple as I'm talking to you. As simple as I'm talking to you. In fact, even more simpler than I'm talking. Because God's voice is in simplicity. It doesn't lead you in ambiguity. So, it is very evident for us to note that in the leading of His Spirit, we can always be led. We can always be led. So, so we saw in this First Kings 11, 19, where he says that um, it was Elijah had the earthquake, Elijah had the fire, and God was not in those things. So that's to let us know that God is simple. It talks to you clearer than I'm even speaking. It talks to you clearer than I'm even speaking. A lot of people fail to recognize God's voice because they obviously have fed on so many um, so many things that tell them, oh, God cannot talk to you. Who says so? You are his children. God wants to have a relationship with his children. So he talks to his children. He leads you at every point in time. So we've been studying the leading of the Spirit as touching utterances and revelations uh, uh, in the leading of the Spirit. And we said that they are, we, uh, we, we said something, we said uh, in, in the, we said there is the utterance gift. They said, we said the gifts of the Spirit are classified into three. There's the utterance gift, the revelation gift, and the power gift. The utterance gift will involve tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. Why revelation gift will, 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 uh, 
would characterize of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirit. Why the power gift will characterize the gifts of faith, the gifts of working on miracles, and the gifts of healing. That's the three gifts. So now, and we are looking at utterances and revelation. How can God lead us via the utterance gift and the revelation gift? So that is, how can God lead us via tongues and interpretation, via prophecy, via words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the signing of spirits will entail visions, dreams, trances. How do God lead men in those things? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, in, in the leading of the Spirit, in John 8 verse 12, he says, He that followeth me would not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of, of life. And one thing you must always know, like I've been saying all during this series, is that direction is very crucial to humanity. As you are sitting right now, if you, if you are not planning to make a decision, you would obviously have made a decision. But how do you know if it is God's decision, if you are taking the right step or not? Are you getting what I'm saying? A lot of people will say, ah, if it is God's will, if it is God's will, until today they still can't answer if it is God's will. Okay, yes, we know it is God's will, but how do you know it is God's will? Are you getting what I'm saying? So those are the those, and directions are very crucial. You're going to have to make decisions of a job to take, relocations. Um, okay, should I leave Rochester tomorrow and go to another state? Should I pick up that job that is calling me in Maryland? Should I, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? How, what is God saying in those things? You have to know it. You have to. Because it says, either followeth me would not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So a believer, a man who has believed the gospel, is not confused. See, I'm not confused. I'm not confused. You're not sounding like you. I'm not confused. He's not confused. You are only confused because you don't know what you, you have not learned the right thing. You're only confused because you have not fed a lot on the word. So a man who has believed the gospel cannot be confused. He can't. So we are looking at the gifts of the spirit. And how the gifts of the Spirit plays a role in guiding us in the gifts of the Spirit. That is the utterance gifts, the revelation gifts, the power gifts. How did, no, I mean the revelation gifts and the utterance gifts, sorry. How did they play a role in leading us as believers? And we said that the, look at in 1 Corinthians 12. Let's go there, 1 Corinthians 12. So, and a lot of people need to learn to hold on to the words a lot of us just write utterances down uh, uh, maybe somebody give you an utterance a prophecy some of you just write it down some of you even neglect them like how why do you do it why do you neglect those things you you you, you receive utterance you receive directions you receive all of those things and you just neglect it why are you getting what I'm saying? So, how does those things play a role in guiding you? Now, look at the 1 Corinthians 12. It says, now concerning the gifts of the Spirit. Now, concerning spiritual gifts. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And we said, when it says concerning spiritual death, it means pneumaticus. 
He now says, I will not have you ignorant. We settled that already. In verse 4, look at in verse 4. He now says, there are diversities of gifts. Diversities of gifts, there is from the Greek word diaresis, and it means there are differences of gifts. Different gifts. So he says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. So it means it is not one gift. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are diversities. Diversities from the Greek word diaresis, and diaresis means, it's translated, and it means there are differences, varieties. It means varieties of gifts. And we said the gifts of the spirit is nine. The tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the signing of spirits, the gifts of faith, the gifts of workings of miracles, the gifts of healings. So there are varieties of it. Are you seeing it? It now says, but the same spirit. So the same spirit that is the same spirit that will give tongues, is the same spirit that will give interpretation of tongues, is the same spirit that will give prophecy, is the same spirit that will give, give word of wisdom, is the same spirit that will give word of knowledge. Is the same spirit that will give word of wisdom. Is the same spirit that will give word of faith. Are you seeing it, guys? Yes. Now, in verse 5, it now says, There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. When it says differences here, it's still the same word, diaresis. It means varieties of administrations. That is, the way I will speak in tongues is different from the way I will minister healing. Administrations. Are you seeing it? I'm not going to say when I'm supposed to be saying in the name of Jesus be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why he said there are differences of administrations but the same Lord. Emphasis on that. Emphasis in verse 4 says the same spirit. Verse 5 says the same Lord. In verse 6 it says there are diversities of operations. Diversities of operations but the same spirit. It says but the same God which worketh all in all. In verse 7, now says, But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. When it says manifestation there, it means an unveiling, a full closure is given to every man. Every man there will mean every believer because he was writing to the church. Does that make sense? When he's writing to the church, it means he was talking to Christians, he was talking to believers. Is it making sense? It now says, but the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every believer. Are you seeing it now? To profit without. In verse 8, it now says, for to one is given the Spirit of word of, for to one is given by the Spirit, word of wisdom, to another, word of knowledge by the same Spirit. So if you have been reading from verse 4, if you have been reading from verse 4 down, you will not have that archaic mindset that everybody has one, one gift. That okay, Sister Joy here yeah, has gifts of tongues. Sister Chamaka here yeah, now has gift of um, gift of workings of miracle. So she will not be able to talk in tongues, but she will be able to work miracles. It doesn't make sense. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. The Bible says, "How shall he not freely give his gift to everyone?" So when you read from verse four, you would have understood. That he is talking that everything. So when you read verse 8 now, when he says, But one is giving the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words in verse 9, that says to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another workings of miracle, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirit, to another diverse kinds of tongue, to another interpretation. Look at what he now says in verse 11. But all this worketh that one self same spirit. Dividing every man severally as he wills. 
Now you will read that severally as he wills, or divide it to every man severally as he means. means they divided it to all men. That is another problem. You will still, you will still think is he saying again. But when he says divide it severally to all men severally as he wills, means that we have the ability to take hold of it the very minute we need it. Meaning, if I need tongues now, I will speak. If I need to manifest the gifts of healing now, I would manifest it. If I need to manifest the gifts of utterances, prophecy, I would do it. So that was what he was saying when he says, divide this severally every man as he wills. So that means if I will now to flow in the gifts of healing, I will do it. Is it making sense, guys? If I will now to flow in the gifts of um, the, uh, the sign of spirit, that is, seeing visions, revelations, and all of those things, if I will to do it now, I will do it. So it is not talking, it is not saying that every believer is giving one one gift. No, that's not what he's saying. So having said that, you need to now understand what it means. Does it make sense now, guys? Does it make sense? So if your friend believers telling you and say, no, I don't believe. Many of times when people, I've always said this, many of times when people say those things, it's because they don't have it. And when they don't have something, they will criticize it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know you cannot flow in the prophetic, I mean in the in the in the uh words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You will now criticize the fact that it exists. You are not serious. Just say you don't know how to flow, let's teach you. Simple. Than saying, yeah, it's only tongues, tongues is for certain people, um, prophecies for certain people, um, um, certain people are for this. No, just say you don't know how to do it. And you want to learn. Simple. It's that simple. So, utterance gift, revelation gift, and value. So, don't forget, that's not our sermon anyway, but we're just, we just have to explain all of those things to see how they guide us in the gifts of the Spirit or in the leading of the Spirit. Now, let's... So, we said that... Last week, we were, we were saying something and we said that uh, the abilities are in the believer. All the nine gifts are in the believer. They are, they are recipient and we are recipient of them. All the nine gifts are in the believer. In verse 13, it now says, For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, and we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we have all been made to do what? To do what? To drink into one spirit. That one spirit that gives tongues. That one spirit that gives prophecy. That one spirit that we have all been made to do it. To drink into it. So that shows. Tongues is actually the doorway. Once a believer can speak in tongues, he can manifest the gifts of the spirit. If the believer can talk in tongues, he can heal the sick. If the believer can talk in tongues, he can see visions and revelations. If the believer can talk in tongues, he can prophesy. If the believer can talk in tongues, he can walk in the he can walk in the gift of faith. The nine gifts are recipients in the believer. Are you see? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? The nine gifts are recipients in the believer. So when he says there are diversities of gifts, there are differences of administration, there are diversities of operations, the the manifestations of the spirit. That is the full closure, the full disclosure of the spirit is given to everybody, everybody to profit without everybody. 
So that shows that every believer can function with the gifts of the Spirit. Every believer can function with the gifts of the Spirit. Because we just have to be taught. So, and Paul referred to them as charisma. That means the abilities have now become a faculty to you. They have now become like saying, just like your hand is in your body, your nose is in your body and you can't take it away. That is how the gifts of the Spirit is now to the believer. That is what charisma means. That is, it has now become an endowment to you. It has now become a faculty to you. Such that, just like you can see in the physical, you can see in the supernatural. It is natural to the believer now. Are you seeing, getting what I'm saying now? It is natural. They are called supernatural faculties. That is, you can speak via the leading of the Spirit. You can perceive. You can know things. That's why sometimes you just, some of you, you just, you just say, something will happen to you guys. And you just say, huh, I just knew that this will happen though. I just knew that this person will call me. Don't know if that, those things happen to you. you just say, I just knew this will happen. No, it is not because you just knew. There is already a faculty within you as a believer that make you naturally can perceive things. But imagine you pay more attention to it, you would actually flow in it better. What, what differentiates people between the step between you and ignorance is knowledge that you know sometimes some of you say these things you say ah you know and something was telling me that i should not go that if i if i had gone um so 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 will happen i mean those those things you know say something was telling you no that that's not something that's god speaking to you but you have just failed to recognize his leading you have failed to recognize his voice. It is not something. It is his voice. Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? It's not something. It is his voice. It is his leading. It is his spirit. Sometimes you are going somewhere and you just kind of have an idea. That, and it's not like anybody had told you anything before, before we, before, beforehand. It's not as if somebody briefed you on what you are going to do or something and you just kind of had an idea of what you are going to meet when you get there and when you go there you just say I said it I don't that has happened to you before let me see that that has happened to you you just say I said it now it's not that thing that is talking or that thing that is making you perceive it is a supernatural faculty it comes with the new birth it comes with the fact that you have believed the gospel is it making sense to you? So imagine you now pay more attention to that thing. You would actually be more guided. That's why sometimes I tell people, many of the people that fall into accidents or fall into the traps of, of, of victims and circumstances, they actually knew it. They just were not sensitive enough. God will not... See, even believers are not believers. God will never lead anyone into danger or into a ditch. No, it's not possible. They actually knew it. Sometimes, it could even be in a dream. And we're going to study it in this series. It could even be in a dream. They're just seeing, they're just seeing maybe death in their dream. Somebody falling into soccer away in their dream. They're just seeing different imaginations in their dream. And they're just wondering, what does this mean? What does this mean? But 
Because they are not smart enough, they will not inquire more in promptings or in prayers or in talking to people they trust. They will not inquire more. And they will just see certain things happen. Maybe a family member happened. Ah, I've been seeing certain things in my dream for a long time. So I just knew that something was going to happen. You could God will not show you those things if if they were not if you know God lead us. God lead us ahead of time. It's, it's there's something within the believer that makes us not to be caught on our way. Let me tell you something about me. If something bad is happening, it's very for the past how many years that I've been learning things about the leading of the spirit how to follow God's leading, how to hear the voice of the Lord or something. It's very rare that something bad will be happening and I will not have an inclination. It's very rare. Very, very rare. Or something is about to happen and, and I can't perceive it and I just fall into the thing just naturally without me not sensing it before. Ah, something must have been wrong. Because see, eh, we have the this Apostle Sela said it and I heard and I like how she said it. She, we we're talking this morning and said, we have the privilege of foresight. See, we have the privilege of foresight by the leading of the Spirit, by God leading us, such that we can see tomorrow, today. You can wake up in the morning, tomorrow morning, and you can see your whole day. It can happen. You can wake up in a month and you can know how your month is going to walk through. You can know, okay. Don't pass this road today. Pass this road. Don't go in this direction. Pass this. But many of us, when we start getting those leadings, we start fighting it in our mind. Ah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You see, there's something bad now happens. You're not be saying, ah, I die noon. I should have listened. I die noon. I should have listened. Well, God told you. God told you ahead of time. And some of us too, we are just in the hurry. Especially, especially when it comes to all these relationship issues. The Spirit of God is already telling you, this person. In fact, you're talking to the person naturally. You like the person, no? but talking to the person naturally, you are losing your peace. You're just, you're just not feeling it. You're just feeling... But, you are, but you, are, you are blinded by love. But deep down, you know you don't have peace. That, the Bible says it gives us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Once you start losing your peace like that, so that's a red flag. Something is wrong somewhere. You don't have to rush into it. Then when you now enter the relationship, you know me say, I, I knew it. I just knew it. I just knew it. I, I just knew it. Well, you knew it and you did not do something about it. So, it's, we, we have the privilege of foresight. You know, we, 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 we have the privilege of foresight to see what God is saying ahead, to know what God is saying, and to see into the future today. Such that you can see how your next five years will be and you will just be working in it. Such that you can see how your next two years will go and you will just be working. Same way with utterances. Many of us, we have received utterances like, you know, in the next five years, the Lord will have you do this and you close your book. That is a direction you should follow. Then you see your life moving in shambles, moving in this corner in a, into another corner, and you are not following it. And you already had something telling you since 2018 and telling you, you've got to be, this is 2018 telling you, 
in the next five years, you're just going to be doing this, you're just going to be doing that, and you're just watching it. You just close the book, you did not even pay attention to it. What? God's leading has come, but you did not listen. Then you'll be like, I knew it. I knew it. Ah, I knew it. I knew it. See, I tell people here. It's it's a lie that it's a it's 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 a lie that you did not hear God. Believer or unbeliever is a lie. It's a lie that you, did, you couldn't listen to God's leading. It's a lie that when you were taking that wrong, that wrong decision, you didn't know it was wrong. It's a lie. You just decided because of opportunities, maybe it was giving you money, money or something to take it. You knew that it was not God. You knew it. You knew it. It's a lie to say you did not know that last step we are about to take is not God leading you. It's a lie. It's a lie. God will always lead you. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, and this thing I'm teaching you, it applies for both believers and non-believers. There is no one, there is no believer on this earth that can tell me that he's about to go into a problem, go into, let's even say, a bad marriage, that he didn't knew it. He just decided to disobey. But why would you do it? Why would you disobey? Why? You will, see, people would have even told you. People would have warned you and told you, this thing you're about to do, this person, I don't believe this. You ignored it. You would have seen a dream. You ignored it. Your peace would have gone. You ignored it. I know. They say, when we can walk up our peace. Let's say you don't, you don't have peace about something. Some of us will just go to Netflix. Just go and look for our normal movie or watch comedy. Or if you are an unbeliever, you just go and drink. I don't expect that the believer will drink. No. You just go and do something that will make you get your peace back. When knowing, knowing fully where that you have lost your peace as touching this issue. So it's a lie to say you were not led or you didn't know that God was leading you in this direction. It's a lie. Sometimes it comes in business opportunities. You see, I, I like telling people, I say, give me options. Let me be able to play. I don't like when it is just one thing. So, I will not have another option. No, give me, I like options. Let it be this, this. Let me be able to pray on which one, Lord. <laughs> which one should we go to? Are you getting what I'm saying? That I should not be buried with opportunities and, and saying, okay, this is the only way. And the truth and the life. No one comment onto the pattern. But by this opportunity. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, it's a lie. You knew it when you were about to take that wrong decision. You knew it. You just ignored it. You knew it when you were about to take that wrong step. You knew it when you were about to enter that wrong relationship. You knew it. You knew it. Now, the guy is slapping you. The guy is smoking. The guy does not want to commit to church. You knew it from the first day. You knew it. You knew it before you entered that marriage. You knew it. You knew that this marriage would not last. In fact, you knew it. You knew it before you took that job. And that job made you stop being serious as a Christian. You knew it. You knew it that this is not God's plan. But you just decided to disobey. You knew it. So, it's a lie that a believer cannot listen to God. Are you saying that his God is leading is very simple? 
is very simple. You are just the one that decided to neglect. You knew it that taking that relocation opportunity is not the right step. You knew it. But you are just like, oh, my life is in crumbles here. My life is in this year. Let me go. And let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you. God does not lead us by opportunities. No, he does not. He will lead you by his spirit. That an opportunity is open in this place doesn't mean he is leading you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Even us as a ministry, as we are growing, reaching the nations of the world, people reaching out to us, come to this city, come to this country, come here. As there are some countries we have to pray about. Lord, are you sending us here now or no? Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, that's, those are the ways I talk to God. Lord, is this one a right one? Is this door a right door? Some of you will remember when we got a door to a city to go and preach, to, to, to do a work in the city, it took me time. In fact, I had to travel to go and pray again to make sure that this door is the right one. How many of you remember? That door is the right one. Because God will not lead us via opportunities. He won't. He won't. Yes, some countries are here. Some countries want us to come. This and that. Lord, is it time to go there? I didn't get to what I'm saying. We won't say, okay, because it's a wild harvest, it's a wild harvest, it's a wild harvest. Yes, it is a wild harvest. Yes, we are going to reach the nations of the world. But God, are you sending us to this place? Or else, like Psalm 127 verse 1, it says, Except the Lord build the city, those that labor in vain. It says, those that build it will labor in vain. I don't want to travel and travel in vain. I remember the story of my pastor shared many years ago. He said, you got some opportunities to preach in South Africa many years ago, like in the early 90s, 1998, 1999. He said he got some opportunities to preach in South Africa. And he said that as he got on the head, the Lord told him, have I sent you to go to this country? Ah. He said, the Lord said, you don't have to jump on this opportunity. I am going to open the doors for you of this nation, of this nation and other African nations. He said, but you don't have to take this opportunity. He said, as he got, as he got to the, he said, interestingly, those places he preached, he preached in about five, he said, a lot of preachers lined up to preach for him. He said, he just preached and preached and preached and preached. He said, today, those churches have closed down. He said, he went back to South Africa many years later. He said, those churches, some of those churches have closed down. They can't remember that he ever existed again. He said, when he now got to Nigeria back, in, that's in 1998, he said, a friend just came to tell him, I said, Wow, the Lord told him and said, if there is any man who is obeying my voice, who is who is doing my will, it is this man. He said, ah, he said that's the day he knew that this one is a bad friend, that this one does not hear God. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? He said God told him that this nation is about to go one friend. And you know, a lot of people can get so carried away. Pastor, you know, this door is opening. Pastor, you know, ah, they're just hearing your voice in this nation. They're just hearing your voice. Maybe we should just go there. And God is telling me we should not go. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, today, he's in all of those nations and even more. And he's saying, he says, such is the life of a man who just decides to neglect God. So, it's a lie that you don't know when God is leading you. It's a lie. It's a lie. 
So, so people have just taken the wrong step. And when we now get to the wrong step, you now see that your life is in a fix. It's in a mess. You take, you took that job, you like your life started going in circles. No achievement, no progress, nothing. Then you now be wondering, hey, why, what am I even living for? This United States of America, people don't even make it there. Nothing works for people. Everybody's not living for picture to picture. There are some people that are doing that same job you are doing that you claim to take the opportunity and they are not living for paycheck to paycheck. But you, because that is not what God wants for your life, it looks frustrating. Now, that does not also mean, now look at another slant of this. That does not also mean that when you do not follow God's leading, things will turn out bad. Sometimes it will even not turn out good to confuse you that, ah, I'm seeing the result. I'm seeing the result. I think it's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. You will not be telling your friend and say, ah. Uh-uh. It's just like I told one of my friends. The Lord sent him, said, go to Abuja. Go there. The Lord told him this thing. He shared this thing with me since 20, maybe 2018, 2019. I said, man of God, what are you still waiting for? Go. He took one opportunity. He said, ah. He said, I don't think. He now called me back after a year. He said, I don't think God wants me to really go. I'm sure you hear this and you will be laughing. I said, I don't think God wants me to really go. I said, ah, me and you, we prayed about this. You and I know that God wants you to go this way. How come God suddenly changed his mind as touching where he has sent you to go? He now said, ah, the opportunities here, the money here, year one, the money was good. Then he had to take another opportunity again in another church. Go and serve other them. That one, they showed him Shege. They, they, they did not even pay him. In fact, I had to start paying him so that, <laughs> so that he can survive. In fact, when I even saw him, what I said, ah, you don't look like a man of God again because you are shrinked into, into a person. I said, ah, now you even need payment. He said, well, I think I want to go to the Abuja since 2018. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Now you are just obeying God after you are seeing Shege. Now, he still did not obey. He went to pick up another opportunity. They told him to come and he met a friend. He met another friend. I told him, come and be an assistant pastor for us in our church. And the kind of privilege they gave him as an assistant pastor is shows that that senior pastor is not going to be around at all. I don't know how that kind of pastor is. I don't know that kind of pastor. That, that pastor is not going to be around at all. So he is just going to be the one doing the work. And that one will just be coming and be saying, man of God, well done. Has he shared the thing with me? I said, hey, hey, Google, be careful. I said, hey, you are about to think. I said, you want to do what? He said, you want to go and pastor. I said, I said, what do you think pastoring is? I said, if you start it, you will not be able to leave. Do you know the commitment of being a pastor of a church? He said, I know. I know, but this guy needs help. You want to help the whole body of Christ. You are going to Lagos to go and help a person. You are going back to another state to go and help another church. I said, do you want to help the body of Christ? He said, okay. Okay. In fact, the, the church where he's supposed to go and go and train, the pastor has been calling him and telling him, man of God, when are you coming? The man, the, that's the question the man has been asking me. And the man told him, he said, if you do not make up your mind and come this 2019, 2019, it will be so difficult to come because the devil will give you so many options. And I kept reminding him. I said, they told you. I said, see what the devil has done. 
They are giving you so many options. Now he wants to go and do assistant pastor. I said, ah. I now notice that this is case as demand prayer and fasting for deliverance. <laughs> I now took it all seriously. I started praying for him so that he can obey God. After a while, he just called. He said, hey, man of God. Hey, man of God. I think, I think, he now said, you can't be this. He said, only this same pastor can change the doctrine of a church. I said, so you know. So what are you still doing there? He said, I'm not, I'm not going again. I said, thank God. And I said, so what next? When are you traveling? He said, eh, let me still go and play keyboard. <laughs> no, I just have it wow. Eh, let me still go and play keyboard. You know, it's my brother's job. Let me still go and play. I'm still the choir director in that place. I said, ah, man of God. You know so much. He said, eh, but to go to this place, I said, pack your bag. I will be paying you every month as salary, at least so that you shall obey God. He said, okay, okay. Eh, but, but what is bought again? I said, okay, transport fare. I said, don't even take transport fare, fly. So, I think the fly entered his head. So, <laughs> so I paid for his ticket, paid for everything. I'm sure when he listens to this, he will just be laughing and say, why do you expose me like this? <laughs> so, it's, so, that was how he went. As he went there, he said, I now went to meet him there. Just so that I can be sure he has really obeyed God. You know, <laughs> no, there are certain sacrifices you have to pay for your friend. I went there. I went to see him. I said, hey, ah, the training, they, they, when I say they dealt with somebody there, now I know why he has been running. They've trained his entire life. His life has changed just within almost one year. When, he, when they say somebody is now calm, calm, my friend is not calm. My friend is, when they say calm, he doesn't have patience. He doesn't, you know, there's some people that naturally they have patience and and this is somebody that is still going to pastor. We know it. We, 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 it's just that it's not yet right time. Very soon he's going to start a ministry and, and start pastoring. But he needs those training to at least start something. Not that he should be up in one ministry to another. He needs somewhere where he first groom, he pray, learn, you know, be taught God's word before he go and pastor. Not that he'll be up in for one church. He went to this place, he went to this place, he went. He, he was even telling me, say, I'm going to the east. Ah. That's what he told me. He said, ah. I'm going to, I have a body in the east that the Lord, I said, <laughs> I said, stay, go to the north first. <laughs> go and stay where God wants you to stay. So I went to see him. When they say somebody is calm. Ah! I said, so your life can change like this. In fact, when I got to the place, I had to tell some sisters, I said, please, be cooking for this guy. I gave them money. I said, please, cook for this boy. The way he's like, the way he's looking, he doesn't, he looks like a real Christian now. I said, if he was a Christian before, he's just born again. <laughs> because now he's being disciplined, he's being trained in that, because he has never had somebody who can tell him, sit down in ministry before and he will sit down. He has never had somebody who can tell him, go and pray and he will pray. He has never had somebody where they will tell him, you are doing an exam today for the next 12 hours and he will write, he has never had that. So I know that God wants to deal with him before he starts ministry. Because there are certain things like that that God does, does of him. Now, 
If you see the way he talks, he say, ah, don't worry, that one is, you tell you, ah, that one is, that one is not a problem. It's not a problem. <laughs> you, or before, everything is a problem. <laughs> no. And that was how God leads people. Now, his own case is different. Because there's also tiny. His own case is different. You cannot say you want to go and be my, my friend. That will travel all the ways and still come back to obey God. <laughs> Rich kid. There are timings to things. That might be his own time. Your own can be immediately. And if it is not immediately, you miss it. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot tell the cause. Now, imagine you didn't enter that wrong relationship and saw that shaking. Imagine how your life would have progressed and you would have done other things. How do you understand what I'm saying? Imagine you didn't marry the person you married and gave you heartbreak, divorce, all of those things. Imagine the kind of path. You know, you cannot have imagined the kind of path your life would have gone. That is how it is when you make the wrong decision. So when you make the wrong decision, you will now be seeing the other side of life. The other side that God did not plan for you. That is what happens. Now, does obeying God's leading, is it always sweet? You know it's not. Ah, it's not. It's painful sometimes. Oh, it's painful. I will not, I will not lie to you. I remember one day, I woke up in the morning. Some years ago, and the Lord told me, all this money, I got the money, some, some, yeah, I think about a thousand dollars, and the Lord told me, send it to that ministry. I said, eh? Ah. I said, <laughs> no. I said, no, this is the voice of the I bind, I bind, I bind in the name of Jesus. Any voice that want to speak to me, because I didn't plan what I want to use it to. And the Lord said, send it to this ministry. Guess what? I shall grudgingly obey after two days. I struggled and struggled. So I kept the money there and did not use it. Waiting that God will give me a counter leading. You know, sometimes you wait for. <laughs> Some of you do something, you wait for counter leading. Like maybe God can still change his mind. You think you are playing. You think you are playing. Uh, you think you are playing Subway, uh, subway Soft. Where the guy will be jumping up and down. <laughs> you think that's who God is. <laughs> no. Then I kept the money there. The day I now decided to be a sharp sent it. The man of God now called me and said, Ah! This is the exact money he has been begging God to send. I said, eh? He said, yes. He said, we are in this fix. He told me what the church was going through. This and that and that and that. I said, eh, wow. And I said, but God, why did God not consider my own need? The thing I needed to buy. He said, this I now explain. He said, probably it is not, it is not a big necessity. I said, who told you? It's my friend. That's why we could talk that way. And I said, who told you it's not in the sense? He said, check it very well. It's not something you need crucial. I said, it's true. I said, eh. But, you know, I said, obey God, obey God, send me money, send me money, send me send it fast, fast, fast. And that's how I said it. And that's why the issue was helped on those issues. Now, those things happen such that it's not all the time. You'll be happy to follow God. But let me tell you, you will be you will be led, you would receive the it's like saying you would have the eventual results or the eventual happenstance. And it always it doesn't always happen that something spectacular will happen. That if I follow the leading now, 
It means that one special blessing is waiting for me. No. <laughs> no. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Let, let's, let's get into the word. I've been sharing too many stories. Look at the first. Let, let's look at utterances and revelation. The utterance gifts. How the utterance gifts can lead you. So we're going to look at thongs, the interpretation of thongs tonight. And uh, so maybe next week we'll, we'll look at revelation gifts. I'm so I'm so pumped up to teach the revelation gifts. Because that's where I'm actually trying to get to. But I want to talk about the utterance gift today. In tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, if we look at tongues, it says, For he that speaketh in an own tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So he says, He who speaketh in tongues. When he says He, don't forget, he was writing a letter to the believer. So if he says He, now who is the He? The believer, right? So the believer is the one who speaks in tongues. And this is because tongues is spoken only by believers. Now, remember, there is nothing like fake tongues. It doesn't exist in the scriptures. People can act tongues and say, that's their own. But the fact that you spoke in tongues is supernatural. Are you getting what I'm saying? People can act it. People can, see, people can even pretend that they can speak it, but see, eh? you that speaks in tongues, it is free. It is genuine. God works with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no precedence in the scripture where we can say they spoke in fake tongues. It does not exist. So, tongues, and don't forget, tongues is one of the diversities of the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. When it says in 1 Corinthians 12, look at it verse um, Look at in verse 10, where it says to another walking of the spirit, to another prophecy, to another descending of the spirit, to another diverse kinds of tongues. So, so it is one of the diversities of gifts and the endowment of the supernatural faculties in the believer. So tongues is like your hand, just like how your hand is already fixed to your body. Let me tell you how supernatural faculties work, what charisma, what the word um, spiritual gifts means. Spiritual gift means just as how you are, every baby is born with a hand, is born with a leg, is born with a head, is born with the eyes, is born with a nose. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is born with the mouth. That is how spiritual gift is. When they say something is a supernatural faculty, supernatural endowment, supernatural ability, it means that the very minute you were born again, you were born again with tongues. So that is why, if you find a believer speaking in tongues, maybe 50 years after he got born again, it is, it is a misnomer because he could have actually spoken in tongues that very minute he got born again. He could. It just was not taught. At 19 verse 6, he says, he says immediately Peter finished preaching to those guys, he says he laid hands on them and they spoke with tongues and even prophesied. So that shows that even that very minute a person gets born again, he can actually speak in tongues, he can prophesy. If you even take him to the sick, he can heal the sick in that minute because he is born with it. So what we do in teaching is to put your attention to what you have. Does that make sense? Why you are in today's service now and you are sitting listening to me or you are listening to this message is that 
you are your attention is fixed on what has been in you since the day you got born again. So you have a supernatural faculty. You have a supernatural enablement. You have a supernatural ability. A supernatural endowment. So that's why you see in 1 Corinthians, it says, He that speaketh in tongues, because the believer naturally speaks in tongues. Are you seeing it? He did not say, He that will speak in tongues. It says, He that speaketh, because the believer can speak. Are you seeing it, guys? Are you seeing the wordings of that scripture? It says, He that speaketh in tongues, speaketh not to an own, speaketh in an own tongue, speaketh not of human, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit he does what? He speaks mysteries. In verse 4, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, it says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue does what? And the fact, you know, you look, you know, you does, you look at what he's saying. You know? He didn't say, He that will, or He that shall. He said, He that, because the believer can do it. I told you the story. I think I've, I've, I've been saying it. I remember when I was in high school, many, many days ago, my friend just read the scripture and he just said, He believed that. People spoke in tongues in the Bible and he just saw it and he started speaking in tongues. He says, since I'm born again, I can just read that people speak in tongues in the Bible. He read through all the scriptures and all the tongues and he started speaking. And I told him, speak, let me hear. That's how I told him. Let me, let me show you spoke. Spoke well. So that's why you can find, you can go on outreach now and preach the gospel to someone and immediately they can speak. Why? Because that very minute they believed you. The old night gifts came on them. They were actually born again with it. I think that book we are trying to write, now that you are born again, I think we are going to talk about things like this. Such that there is even a supernatural endowment with the believer. Such that he can naturally speak with all. See, I can naturally speak with all. You're not sounding like a meaning. I can naturally speak. You're not sounding like a meaning. I can naturally speak in tongues. Look at it in verse 7. First Corinthians. So first Corinthians um, twelve, verse seven. That's where it says, But the manifestation of the spirit is given to everyone to profit without. So when a believer speaks in tongues, he is actively involved in the discussion with God. Don't forget, first Corinthians 14 made us to understand. He that speaks in tongues speaketh not unto who? Unto man, but unto who? So when you are speaking in tongues, you are naturally involved in the conversation with God. You are having a discussion with God. I like how my pastor says it. He says, you are having a conversation with the Father of Spirits. Hiya. The Father of Lights. You are having a conversation with Him. So when I talk in tongues, a whole lot, I am having a discussion with God. I am having a discussion with God. So, so speaking in tongues is an activity. It's an activity in the Spirit. It's an activity by the Spirit. It's an activity from the Spirit. It's an activity of the Spirit. It is an activity of the Spirit because the believer is naturally involved in a discussion with God. So when he says that, when he says in that first Corinthians 14, when he says, He that speaketh not unto God, he says, For no man understandeth him. That word him, if we are reading from the King James Version, you will see that it is italicized. So when you, and I've always told you that when you see a word italicized in the King James Version, it means that the originals, it was not written in the originals, but the authors added it. So when it says, no man understandeth him, it means that what is 
It means that what is not understood in the mind is what is uttered in tongues. It means that your mind will not be able to grab what you are saying. Stop being logical with the things of the spirit such that you want to naturally understand Shana, Mana, Nima. You, you don't. You don't. You, you are, he says, now, I, I ask people this question. Anytime I'm on outreach and somebody is asking me, how do I understand what I'm saying? I say, can God understand everything? They say, yes. I say, so how do you know that God cannot understand what you are saying when you are talking in tongues? They can't answer again. He gave us tongues to speak, unintelligent language. He says in 1 Corinthians 14, in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, he says, the way, he has confirmed the wisdom, of, he has confirmed foolishness, the foolishness of this world, and he has made them to nothingness. So, when we talk about tongues, it is something that is authored, but not understood in the mind. Your mind will not grab it. And that's because you are intelligent. You are trying to position, okay, what am I saying? As I'm talking now, what am I saying? Is it going to make sense? Is it not going to make sense? It doesn't sound sweet in my words. Okay, okay, even this person that you're speaking is sounding, you know, there's a way, there's a way you think when we're younger, when we hear people speak in tongues, you don't be hearing their tongue, it's so sweet. Especially when we go for some youth meetings like that. You don't be hearing some brothers. You know what? Ah, me, I cannot speak. My own decision. You know what? Ah, their own is the Holy Ghost. Mine is not. Mine is still half Holy Ghost. No. Are you getting what? And those brothers, they can oppress people. Especially some sisters too. When they want to lead songs, they say, "Just lift up your hands." Get scold over Ah. Uh, uh, I knew that you are going to be singing your own or praying in tongues in your own and your voice and say, oh, bro, 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 hey, you know what, what, you know, say, look at the way that brother spoke, look at the way that sister spoke, when the pastor now wanted to speak, go, 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 he now said, uh, uh, hmm. the one I'm speaking cannot be the Holy Ghost, it is probably a fake tongue, no, you are, <laughs> And that's what happens to a lot of believers. You are just trying to be logical. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are just trying to be logical. So, to the human mind, tongues is mysteries. It cannot be understood. Tongues is mystery. That's why it says, it says that in um, albeit no man understandeth in, but in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So, your mind is unfruitful. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, look at 1 Corinthians 14, 14. It says, If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is what? Unfruitful. So, your mind cannot grab it. So, stop trying to think as you are talking in tongues, as you are talking in tongues, you will grab it. No. Your mind cannot grab it. Your mind is unfruitful. So, when it says mysteries, the word mystery simply means which, that which needs to be explained. That's what mystery means from the Greek. It means that which needs to be explained. Don't forget, we are using the Greek word. Now, if, you, if we say mystery now in today's English, it means something that is tough. The mystery of the egg and the, the chicken. No, that's too simple. The mystery of the egg and the stone. You say, wow, deep. Wow. 
That's wow. There's a mystery behind that. Wow. How does the egg navigate into a stone? The mystery. The mystery of the covenant behind the mystery of the goats and also the mystery of you know. <laughs> Just check. So a lot of people think it's the, it, it means the you know. So mystery simply means mystery simply means that to be explained, that wish to be explained. Are you seeing it now? It's from mysterion in the Greek. It's from the word mysterion in the Greek. And it means that wish is to be explained. That wish needs to be explained. That's what mystery means. So that's why Paul consistently used in his letter that tongues can be understood, tongues cannot be understood, but when it is, it can only be understood via interpretation of tongues. It can only be understood via interpretation of tongues. That's why you see, in, that's why you see in verse 2, look at in verse 2, it says, For he that speaketh in tongues, speaketh not, not unto man, but unto God, but no man understandeth him, how be it the Spirit is speaking mystery. In verse 3, it now says, He that prophesieth, that's the interpretation, is speaketh unto men, to edification, to exaltation, and to comfort. It now says in verse 4, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, edifieth himself. It now says, But he that prophesieth, edifieth the church. In verse 5, it now says, I would that you all spoke in tongues, but rather that he prophesied. But greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh in tongues, rather that he either interprets, but the church may receive edifying. In verse 6, he now says, Now, brethren, I come to you speaking in tongues. What shall he profit you? Except I speak either by revelation, by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine. Meaning that if I come now in this service and all I'm just doing, all of you are just seated now, and I'm just talking in tongues. Imagine, I've been, I've not been talking in tongues for the past 30 minutes. Just and all of you are just sitting down. All of you are just sitting down listening. All of you are just saying, Amen. Amen. You know, I'm not going to profit you. Bible already told us that. Either he's speaking in our own tongue, speaking unto God, right? So now, imagine you are now saying, and somebody is saying, Amen. Are they talking to you? Are they praying for you? Are you seeing it? So, those are the things we need to put in consideration. So when a believer speaks in tongues, he is actively involved in the conversation with the Father. Say, when I speak with tongues, you don't sound like you mean it. When I speak with tongues, I am actively involved in a conversation with God. So that is it. So I am actively, and it is multifaceted, and it is, and, it, and tongues is actually multifaceted in such a way that you, it is, you are speaking with God, you are having a conversation with God. You are also edifying yourself. James, Jude 1 verse 20 says, My beloved brethren, building up yourself in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Ghost. So when I pray in the Holy Ghost, when I talk in tongues, I am building myself all spiritually. I am edifying myself. I am building myself spiritually. I am talking with God. Are you seeing it? I am addressing issues. I am praying about some challenges. I am praying about situations. So the best approachable way to talk to pray is in tongues. That thing of how do I pray about this situation? Talk in tongues. How do I approach this situation? Just talk in tongues. How do I deal with this situation? Talk in tongues. How do I, how do I, how do I know what to do? Talk in tongues. You would have answers in tongues. See, this um, Pastor Christian Akilome will say, if you learn to talk in tongues a lot, you will come out with a result. If you learn to talk in tongues a lot, you will come out with an answer. The bedrock of every Christian 
or every serious Christian is in praying in tongues. You want to achieve results, pray in tongues. You want to go further in the supernatural, pray in tongues. You want to, you want to do a whole lot, pray in tongues. See, if you also want to follow the leading of the Spirit, pray in tongues. There is, see, anytime you are at a fixed road, anytime you are at a fixed road and you don't know what to do, just talk in tongues. Just talk in tongues. Talk in tongues long enough. See, as your mind is unfruitful, an answer will come. An answer will come. Something will just stay in your mind. It will just come like a picture. Sometimes you just know, okay, this is what to do. Many a times, when I don't know what to do in life, in ministry, in the next step to take, I just know. I just know. Okay, it's, it's a time to go in tongues through. I just talk in tongues, talk in tongues, talk in, you know what I'm doing? I'm, I, am, I am dealing with my thoughts. I am dealing with all those, you know, go to, you know, many of us get that thing of take this step, don't take this step. Go left, go right, go go middle, go center, go. And that's because of the jokes we have fed, we have fed our mind on. Many of us have watched Netflix. Netflix is leading us. You have watched YouTube. YouTube is leading you. You have watched Spotify. You have listened to one song on Spotify. The song says, uh, "Yo, yo, move in the direction." You saw a you saw a meme. It's your year of flourishing. You will flourish. You will flourish and live the life. You see another one, book a trip to Rwanda. You see another one, book another trip to Bali. Um, $500, all exclusive, two nights paid, or one week paid. You're like, ah, wow, is this a sign? And traveling was on my bucket list this year. You know, some of, all, some of you draw bucket list, and you're just wondering, and in the bucket list, you did not plan God inside. You say, Skadai. 2023 goals can dive. Visit at least five countries this year. Visit. Uh, go hiking. Go to Las Vegas. Go there. Then, as you finish drawing the bucket list, you just open Instagram. The next thing you see is February 14 exclusive Valentine package. Go to Las Vegas. For one week, just a thousand dollars. All your hotel, five thousand hotel will be paid. Just one thousand dollars. Five thousand hotel paid. Cruise, they will cruise you. You will fly. You will skydive there. You will eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you will have a tour of the cities for one week. You know what I'm saying? Lord, is this what you are leading me to do? Is this a sign? You know, many of us, we look at, I've always told you, God does not lead you by opportunities. Then you see that in our morning, it is God. How did I just finish drawing the bucket list now? And the next thing I'm seeing on Instagram is this bucket list. No. <laughs> if you learn to talk in tongues long enough, <laughs> You will know not to take those decisions. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Tongues will always save you. Ah! It will save you. It will save you from problems. It will save you from situations. There is a multi-dimensional way that tongues will save you. You are about to take a step. You just discover that you are having a cold feet. As you are about to even pay... See, 
Let me tell you something I've noticed. As, as you are even planning that trip, let's say you are planning to plan that trip, just start praying in tongues. And I'm not saying one minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor said we should just pray in tongues. What the things is Oh, Amen. No. As you pray much in tongues, as you just pray much in tongues, you just find out that that decision does not make sense. It just becomes like water. I don't even know what I'm talking about. You just discover that that thing you plan to do, just you just lose interest naturally. That's the result of prayer. That's the result of talking in tongues. You just discover that that thing doesn't... You just discover that they told you to bring you $1,000. But for some reason, you just keep forgetting to send it. You keep forgetting to send the money. That's what tongues does. But if you are not praying, you will just be in haste. And let me tell you, God does not lead anyone in haste. Anything that requires you to be fast, 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 fast. Let's get this done. Let's get this done. It can never be God. He will never go outside his word to lead you. His word is long-suffering. His word is patience. His word is endurance. He will lead you in patience. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So anything that wants to make you be in haste, be in haste, take that decision. Oh yeah, book that ticket now. Oh yeah, do this and that now. God can never be saying, God cannot be saying anything. He can't. See, he can't. He will not go outside his word for your sake. No. That is why, if you listen to Leading of the Spirit Series 1, one of the first things I told you, I said, God leads us via the written word. So if you know the written word, See, anything that requires you to, to, to sin, to do all of those things, it can't be God leading you. It can't be. It can't be. Some people will say, I found my husband in the club. How? How? That is the wrongest place to find an husband. That's the wrongest place to find <laughs> a future partner. You saw your husband smoking. You saw your husband looking at women. And you expect that he will stay faithful to you. Ah, you know, and you are blinded by love. How? 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 Now, that you even find him in the church doesn't mean I've seen brothers who deliberately went to church because of a woman. And in the course of looking for that woman, their eyes went to another guy's woman. <laughs> <laughs> problem is problem. I'm not joking. And the only intention of that brother was just simply because he wants to marry. So are you now going to fall in love with the brother because pastor said you meet your husband in church? No. <laughs> I didn't say this thing. You know, there's this statement that says, it's not everybody in church that is okay. So people are even sick inside church. So who needs church is like an hospital, so who needs help? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So go, if you learn to pray in tongues a lot, eh, some mistakes you make will be avoided. Some mistakes you make, you just find out that it is just avoided. I think I will close in this place. I, I wanted to talk about interpretation of tongues, but I'm just stuck on these tongues. And I feel like I, I, I like I said, I don't want to rush this series. Anytime we are done, we are done with this series. I don't want to rush it. I think it's part two, right? This part thing, okay. I don't want to rush it at all. Anytime we are done, we are done. See, I, I want to talk about I, the next. The next one I want to talk about is the interpretation of all prophecies. How you follow all charity. Many of you, you write things down. Okay, 
And you will do well to do this. You close your book. They even told you you will do well to do this. And you are closing your book. Go back and read what they say you will do well to do. They say, and you will pray. You close your book. You went to sleep. The instruction came in an Holy Ghost meeting. I said, and you just do well to pray. And to just pray. And to just pray. You went to sleep. And to just sleep. And to sleep. <laughs> My brother. That is not how to follow God's leading. Your parents told you ah, that you are going to be a preacher of the gospel. You ran away from church. Ah, are you going to be a preacher? Prophecies have been hanging over your eye that you will heal the sick. You will walk miracles. You will do all of those things. How do you think you are going to get there? By staying in your house and watching YouTube and Netflix. No! See, if you learn to pray in tongues, if you learn to pray in tongues, if you just learn to pray in tongues, you would address a lot of issues. It is not difficult to follow God's leading if a man can pray in tongues. It is not. It is not. It says, he that prayeth in tongues edifies himself. Your body will be built up. You will be fortified. It will look like you are, it will look like you are on the cutting edge. So that it will look like it's only you that know how to do everything. Your face will even be wondering, how come, how come you don't make mistakes? Well, your secret will just be, to, I pray in tongues. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, look at it. Look at Paul's secret of his ministry. This is somebody that never saw Jesus face to face. Only via re revelation. He never encountered Jesus like the other apostles did. But it seemed like his ministry had much impact than any other person's ministry. He wrote to third of the Bible. Look at his ministry. Look at his secret. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18. He told us his secret there. He told, and he was telling, look at what, look at what he was doing. Don't forget, he was writing to the church. Oh. Not that he was writing to everybody in the world. Oh. He was writing to believers and telling believers that, guys, it's like saying, telling the whole of New York and saying, I thank my God. In this whole of New York, I speak in tongues more than all of you in this New York. That's what he's saying. Because he was writing to Corinth. Corinth is like a city. It's like telling the whole of the city or the whole of Corinth and saying, I thank my God. None of you in this Corinth speaks in tongues more than me. Ah! That's, and that is, that is such a man given to praying in tongues. So when you see Paul's ministry having impact, you know, one of the things we are going to study in Paul's ministry is how he was able to follow the leading of the Spirit. You will see, you will see, Paul, you will see the statement like, and Paul was pressed in his spirit. You will see statement like, and Paul was, Paul perceived in his heart. You will see statement like, assuredly gathering, not to go to Macedonia to preach the Holy Ghost. You will see statement like, the Holy Ghost forbid us not to preach in this place. Why do you think all of those things were happening in his ministry? Paul was a man given to praying in tongues. See, it is not difficult to hear God. It's not difficult to be led. If only you can bury your heart in tongues. You can pray in tongues. See, even me as a preacher, before I come to service, I make sure that I've, talking, I've talked in tongues long enough just before I come. You know why? Just so that what I will be saying to you would not necessarily be what I have planned in my notes. What I have, I can tell you today now that I just shared 30% of what I wrote in my notes. 
I believe it's because I have talked in tongues before coming to this service. That's why I'm effectively able to bless you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Before I came to this service, hours upon hours, just talking in tongues. Just talking in tongues. That's why I believe I can stop in this place. I've not even touched half of my notes in this series. Because, see, if a man will bless people, Smithu Guzo says, he says, I define myself in the day so that in the night I bless the people. And so that I can be of a blessing to the people at night. So with Smithu Guzo will pray in tongues a whole lot in the day, in the night. He comes out to minister. And what is he doing? He's raising the dead. Smithu Guzo's ministry was such a ministry characterized with raising the dead. It was reported that they couldn't even count how many, how many dead he raised in his ministry. Why? He gave us his secret. He says, I edify myself in the day such that in the night I go and edify the people. See, if you learn to talk in tongues in love, you just notice that if you're about to take a step and that step was in the right direction, you will just be held back. You will just have a cold feet. You just see that there is no enthusiasm about it. Sometimes it will leave your mind. But you know what you do? Many of you, when you see, see, let me tell you something. I tell myself this. If I forget something naturally, like, like, I did not forget to eat. I've not forgotten to pray. I've not forgotten to study the word. I've not forgotten to do things in the natural. I mean, let's say, normally, let's say you are reminded, do, okay, do things at work, all of those things. But when it comes to certain decisions, crucial decisions as touching ministry, as touching, okay, take this step, as touching, take this step. I didn't forget to brush my teeth. I didn't forget to shower. I didn't forget to pray. I didn't forget to, to study my work, to study the word and look at the Bible and read the Bible every day. And I pray in tongues. It's not that I forgot. I believe the Holy Ghost took it off my mind. So sometimes I don't take a step on it again. That is very easy for me. I'll tell you what I do personally, and, and I've heard a lot of preachers do it. Now, once they notice that there is just an inaction towards a certain activity, it's because of prayer. Prayer sometimes, maybe you are planning, let me tell you something, let me tell you I plan. Let's say I plan to take this step or to, to go in this direction. Before I start planning, I've been praying. Now that I've started planning, I will now intensify prayer before the, in the plan. Once, it's, once I notice that the plan is becoming like water, I don't know how to explain it, that's the best I can explain. You don't notice that the plan is just becoming like water, like it's not, it's not making sense again. You don't let Sometimes I let it go. But you know what you do? Some of you will not deliberately force yourself into it. And you will not notice that you are... How many of you notice what I'm... How many of you know what I'm talking about? If you look like you are forcing yourself into something. How many of you notice... How many of you know what I'm talking about? You just naturally see yourself. You are just struggling. You are just struggling to get something. I've always told... I always say something. I said... You know that we wanted to... When we started this church and all of those things. And we wanted to get certain things. I just... I just said... See, when it is the right time... We will not have to struggle to get it. We will get it at the right time and it will come with ease. And you get what I'm saying? That, that is how it works. That is how everything works. Once it's the right time, as far as we have, as far as we are praying as a ministry, our prayer chains are still going on. We are just keeping our prayer chain. We are praying every day. Everybody is praying in the ministry every day. Everybody is naturally subject to be led of the Spirit. So once we have a direction, once we have, once you just notice. There is just an inaction. You take a step. 
or you are planning, you are just planning a project, planning a business proposal, planning, planning to to take a to relocate to that country, to relocate to that city, to and you just see that these things are not. You don't see that everything is just looking all muddled up. How do you do it? Just take his breath. Go and pray. Go and pray in thoughts. Sometimes it might not be the right time. Sometimes it might be the, the Lord wants to take you through another corner. Sometimes it might just be it is not even the will of God at all. Sometimes it might be it is the will of God, but you are probably talking to the wrong person. So it is in prayer you will get it. It is see if you talk in tongues long enough. You will never make a mistake. I'm telling you. See, let me tell you. How do you think? Look at it. How do you think Jesus was able to know the right time to die? How do you think he was able to do it? Don't forget. The last activity he did before we went on the cross was that he spent time in Gethsemane to pray. And after he finished, he told his disciples, he said, guys, stand up for the hour has come. And what happened? The Bible says they came and they arrested him. He knew the right timing. So we can simply say Jesus' ministry was characterized with a life being led of the Spirit. He knew after the 40 days fasting and prayer, the next thing he to do to go and preach. After he finished preaching, okay, guys, he went to raise disciples. He gathered 12 with him. He just, it was like he knew the right step to take. You know, there are certain times they, were, they even almost killed Jesus. But the Bible says he escapes. He knew what to do. To escape and think, okay, it's not yet time. This is not how I will, how I will be killed. And his ministry was characterized by that. Why do you think Paul could safely tell you in 2 Timothy 4, he says, I have finished my course. Why do you think he knew when he has finished his ministry? This is somebody that has been moving from prison to prison, from prison to prison. In fact, we saw how a miraculous miracle happened in Acts 16, where he was put in prison, Paul and Silas, and the Bible says they prayed, and the prison door opened, because, see, let me tell you that story, if he was not, if that prison door did not open, that would have been the cause of his death, but he knew my time has not come, I'd rather get out of this place from a miracle, and when he was to write to Timothy, in 2 Timothy 4, he said, I finished my course, so, that shows, just like Ecclesiastes theory, there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time and season for everything. That is how the life of any man is. There is a time and season for every man. How do you know the next phase to take, the next step to take, the next direction to take? How do you know it is time? See, you will pray in tongues. You will pray in tongues. You will never get it wrong by having a conversation with God in tongues. Tongues is God's way. See, stop being logical and say, I will just be talking in English. I don't know. How many things do you want to talk? How many things do you want to say in English? How many things? How many? English has already put a restriction. English language has already has some restrictions already. You can't alter everything your heart is bothered about. How many of you know that there's certain things, there are bodies in your heart certain times. Your heart is just heavy. It's not as if any bad thing has happened. It's not as if something is happening. There's just an uneasiness in your heart. But you know what you do? You just escape it. You just, you just narrow it with something else. You just escape it for something. Take a step on, on something else and do. But you see, eh? if you can talk in tongues long enough, you will find the answer. See, eh? talking, see, I was talking with Pastor Stella this morning and she was saying something. She just called me and she said that. There was a fire outbreak that happened in their church building and all of those things. She says, see, we have a privilege of foresight. 
So that God already told us beforehand. And we led, we, we, we knew that a fire outbreak was going to happen in the church. And we're just going to tell people, we're just going to, we started praying about it. But no life was lost. He said, he said see, eh, we just have to be led. See, guys, you see, I can tell you something that has helped me over the years. It is very rare for anything to catch me on our way. It's very rare. Even before that little hole, something want to want something will happen. I didn't know how by the leading of the spirit. See, you can't be a man of prayer or a man that talks in tongues a lot and not be naturally subject to what what is about to happen. It's not possible. Jesus told Judas and said, "That thing which you want to do, do quickly." How did you? How did Jesus know? A man of prayer, a man who has given himself to the Spirit. You have to talk in tongues a lot. You have to talk in tongues a lot. You have to talk in tongues a lot. It is a crime for things to catch you on our way. It's a crime. It's a crime. You have the privilege of foresight. You have the privilege of foresight. It's a crime for things to catch you on our way. It's a crime for things to happen to you. And you're like, ha, I did not even know. I did not even sense it. I did not even have a dream. I did not even have any vision. I did not even have anything. It's a crime. It's a crime. And see, we are working with supernatural guidance. Supernatural guidance is our lives. Where the Lord will guide us. The Lord will literally, see, in the days to come, the Lord will literally hold our hands. The Lord will guide us. The Lord will, the Lord will walk with us. He will literally hold our heads through, through, through trouble, through troubles, through torments, through every situation that seem very contradictory and we will stand tall. Yes, shakings will come. Yes, things will come. Yes, it will look like situations and problems will come. How do I have to do this? How do I have to do this? See, just like he led those guys in Egypt, in the Red Sea, and when they got to the Red Sea and they saw a trouble, and the Lord told them to part the sea, I told Moses to part the sea. That is how the Lord will do it for many of us. He will part those Red Seas just for our sakes, and we will walk through the dry ground, and we will see the results. But you see, you will be led. Moses was led to go to Egypt. Are you getting what I'm saying? To rescue those people. So don't, it doesn't mean that if I follow the leading of the Spirit, there won't be a Red Sea. No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that if I follow the leading of the Spirit, there won't be a turmoil. It doesn't mean that if I follow what God is saying, there wouldn't be a, a, a stumbling block. But you know what? He has trumped it all. He has trumped it all for our sake. So that means that when we go through these things, He is guiding us. He is leading us. And He is directing us. Why don't let's just pray in the Holy Ghost? Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice and let's, let's just be on our feet and let's, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Lift your voice and let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. You have the privilege of See, direction is very crucial to humanity. Direction is very crucial. See, let me tell you. Every step of the way, God wants to undo it. 
God wants to handle every step you want to take. Does that make sense? Career-wise, business, uh, job, opportunities. God wants to handle every step. But you know what? Be led. God will not lead you outside his word. Does that make sense? Be led. But you see, if you can talk in tongues a lot, some things will... See, and when you are talking in tongues, let me teach you what to do. Especially when, it's, when you have come to a stormy road, be opened. Hear what I'm saying and hear very well. When, you are, when it comes to it, maybe you need a direction. You need, you need a guidance towards something. Be opened. Be opened in the place of prayer to catch pictures. To catch imagination. Don't just talk it all and just close your ears to everything. Be open to hear what the Spirit of God will drop in your heart. It could even be go and hear this message and you will find your answer. It could even be call this person. It could even be that when you get to service today, pay attention to what the pastor will see. See, many a times, eh, I, I got this before I came to service today. If many of you will learn to hold on to what your pastor has said, you will see even much result that, ah, God has said through the God's prophet or through God, through the person I'm submitting to, that this will happen for my life. If only we can hold on to words like that, we will even see much results. That is how God actually leads us. But you see what many of us do because of familiarity and dishonor, you take those words carelessly. When God's prophet speaks, I don't know about you, but I take it serious. When you know that God has called this man to pastor you, to walk with you, to lead you and to guide you, his words mean everything. The Lord told Pharaoh and said, the Lord told Moses and said, go and tell Pharaoh. Pharaoh didn't listen at first, but Pharaoh eventually gave it. Are you getting what I'm saying? By Moses being persistent. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean that, it, that, it doesn't mean that, so some, some of you, what you do is, once you take that word, it means that you need to, the thing must come to pass like this, like this. No! God told, God himself told Moses and said, go and tell Pharaoh. And say, let my people go. Did Pharaoh allow? Did Pharaoh allow the people to go? No. But he took battles, right? So you will not give up till that word comes to pass. Have you get to what I'm saying? You will keep holding on to that thing and saying, God's prophet already said this. God already said through this person. And said, this will come to pass. It has to. Have you get to what I'm saying? God already told certain people about your life and say, you will get this job. You will get this career. You will move on to this dimension. You, but some of you, you wrote it down and closed the note. Is it in the closing of the note that is going to happen? Some of you have gotten prophecies from glory meeting. And you've not even gone back to those prophecies to check what the Spirit of God said. You, you, you commandize the person and say, Oh, this one that is on serious Christian. In where the activity of the Holy Ghost is happening. And you are looking at it and you are saying, oh, mm, I don't care. No, that is what will happen. Have you get what I'm saying? So that is how the God's leading does not come with ambiguity. It doesn't come with complication. It comes with simplicity. Have you get what I'm saying? It comes with simplicity. So that Moses was led to go and tell Pharaoh that let my people go. The Pharaoh allowed no. But Pharaoh, Moses did not stop going. Moses did not stop being persistent till he saw his result. That is how you will hold on to God's word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You will go back and pick prophecies. You will go back and pick utterances. What has God said concerning my life? What has God said concerning my ministry? What has God said concerning my job? What has God said concerning this? And you will stay in it in prayer till it comes to pass. 
Does that make sense? You will not give up. You will stay in it in prayer. And I told you several things. Go to separate I tell you that you will see much result by you honoring the words of the man he has used. You will see much result by honoring God's men. And you will see much result in just you obeying the leading of the Spirit. Yeah, you will have to pick up those utterances again and watch those instructions that we are giving to you. Some of those instructions were fast. Some of those instructions were pray. Some of those instructions like call this person and you've not done it. Yeah, you will obey them by praying again and picking them up and seeing it work. You know, we are in the times of God holding our hands, literally, to see prophecies come to pass, and we will see them come to pass. We will see them come to pass. Yeah, it's a wild harvest. It's a wild harvest by the Spirit. What has the Lord said to you as touching this? Oh, they've been told that you will pastor white people, you will pastor black people, you will pastor Mexicans, you will pastor this. These are times to pick those utterances and bet them in prayer. Not just hold on to it, but you will bet them in prayer till you see it happen. A man that prays in the Holy Ghost will see a lot of results. See, and in your careers, you will watch out for opportunities. A lot of opportunities will come. Yeah, a lot of enticing opportunities. Many of those opportunities are not God's leading. So you will be patient. You will be patient. You will be patient and patient. You'll be patient and patient. Many will come with enticing offers, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you'll be patient. You'll be patient because when you take that opportunity, you will actually miss it. It will actually wreck your business. You will just be patient. You will just be patient for the right one. See, even in your businesses, you can follow the leading of the Spirit such that and that will help you so that your business will not crumble. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So you will be led by the Spirit. Say I'm led by the Spirit. I'm led by the You're Spirit. not sounding like a man. I'm led by the Spirit. Say I don't make mistakes. I don't make mistakes. I am not walking in confusion. I'm not walking in confusion. I walk in the light. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost some more. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost some more. I want you to just bury your heart. Forget your forget yourself and just talk in tongues. I want you to leave this service with a direction. You know there's a way you can talk in tongues as touching a direction. I want you to leave this service with a direction. Leave this service with a direction. So you open your mouth. You open your head. You open your mouth. And you just leave with a direction. Talk in tongues. Some things you will let not do it again. There are some people you will be led to not talk to them again. There are some opportunities you will have to forego. There are some, some and, and I'm talking to some of you by the Spirit. There are some of you you just be led. Uh, as, I, as I've been speaking since, you don't know, no, don't go and talk to me. If I just close the chapter with this person. Some of you, you just know that this opportunity that they are bringing to you, it is not the one. You will just be patient for the right one to come. There are some of you in this same service that I'm talking, you will just know that, okay, this is the next phase. This is the next phase. This is the next thing to do. And there are some of you who just don't stay in this place for now. Stay in this direction for now. Stay in this place for now. Are you getting what I'm saying? But as you are praying, I want you to just pray. We'll take about five minutes to pray. And I want you to just pray for the next two, three minutes. I don't want you to leave this service without getting a specific direction. Does that make sense? You just pray. Just pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself.
by the spirit of God. You are naturally led by the spirit of God. You are naturally led by the spirit of God. You are naturally led by the spirit of God. Some of you require both steps. Both steps. You are taking that both steps. You are taking that both steps. I speak to you in that country. You are taking that both steps in passing that ministry. In starting that ministry, you are taking that both steps. Yeah, yeah, you are taking that both steps. You are taking that both steps. Here has never walked in the power of God. Here has never walked the power of God. You take that both step without strength. You take that both step without outreach ministry. You take that both step. That both step. That both step. That both step. And you go back to instructions that the Lord has told you to do. Oh, 